Red Sky at Night, Alexi, by Lucy Haywood. That first dew dropped light as the sun burst out across the horizon. It feels like cut glass prickling hairs on my bare arms and legs. That first morning chill as I step outside, gripping my mug of hot tea. Through the warmth I can feel that ice-cold sense of nostalgia that should lay forgotten. Shards of light across the farm, glimmer and dazzle drawing me in. That tall red brick building hulking over the landscape like George's dragon ready to attack on provocation. When provoked, that farmhouse can be a nasty place. I've heard the arguments. The walls aren't as thick as they think they are. Maybe they want me to hear. But what use could I be? My life didn't end up quite as expected. I'm not exactly setting the world alight. I shouldn't laugh because someone set the barn alight last night. I saw the fire. I was sat here outside my caravan. I saw those yellowy red, no, golden flames. They engulfed the barn within minutes. Those flames licking up towards the sky. They could have been really beautiful if it had happened later, deep in the night. Golden flames, pitch black sky. But it was seven-ish and there was fog. I thought it was those kids again. I used to be one of those bloody kids. Me and my friends would meet in a big group at the bus stop. Stocked up with food for the night, tents and roll mats packed up. Arguing over who'd pinch the best bottle of alcohol from home. We'd catch the bus and explore the countryside. Discovering new paths and trails each time. Oh, I can smell it. I can smell it now. Wildflowers and corn. The unease around the crisp warmth of that fire, lit with trembling but experienced hands. Each of us were moving closer to the flames as the night came in, toasting marshmallows and having a drink. We would stay with that fire as gusts of smoke curled up to the sky until morning, when the sun would break out across the horizon. These kids never put their bloody fires out. I always have to go down and make sure they haven't set the fields alight. The thing is, there's not much you can do about it. Kids are not going to stop when they're having a good time. If anyone had pulled me up when I was that age, I'd have said, get lost and mind your own business. It's not so much the kids I've got a problem with, it's the ignorance. The fact that none of them will ever learn anything except whatever it is that affects each of them in their own lives. They will turn into mirror images of their parents, marching around in hunter wellies, gawking over fences at the burnt entrails of barns. Because there's more to come. We need a revolution. But what kind of example am I? I'm hardly leading people into battle at Westminster or torching the banks. I get my kicks hosing teenagers who get up to God knows what behind my caravan. I live here alone. I used to share it, but not anymore. 
I like my own space. It's peaceful. Originally it was a means to an end, but not anymore. No, not now. I love it. It's well insulated, keeps the rain off. Plus, if I want to move, I just have to get a car and a driving licence. That's the issue with living in the countryside. You're meant to fit in. They say it's tragic me living out here, all alone, without friends, without a car and no driving licence. The buses don't run past six, none on a Sunday. But I can walk, still got full use of my limbs. Not in need of a carer just yet. Could I rent a man in a white van to pull my caravan? It's an idea. It's just difficult sometimes. See it on the news. Everyday people get caught up in the crossfire. They get all this support and understanding while the cameras are around. But I wonder how they're really coping when our eyes move away. People deal with trauma daily. We have all kinds of coping mechanisms and ways of handling the situation. But it all comes down to one thing. How we want to represent ourselves to the outside world. There's a girl that lives on the farm. Megan. She's obviously not happy. But everyone sees her and Farmer Boy as the perfect couple. Perfect my arse. She's so entwined in having the perfect village life up on the farm. Reading her books, cooking dinner. What more could she possibly want? I'm hardly going to walk up and tell her she's in a bad situation. I know how that is. I got myself into a similar position. Someone I had known for years. I started using the punch bag in the gym. I trained, focused, restricted my diet. It was all I thought about. I pushed myself harder, built up my muscles, and suddenly I'm tagged as a dyke, as anorexic. I was told that I had issues. Women fought to give me the right to express myself. If I express myself by building up my muscles and leading a healthy life, then why not? Oh, it shouldn't bother me so much. Just need some kind of routine. Get fed up with all these labels. A man cycles past here every morning. He's got strong arms, strong legs. He seems to have taken well to country life with his family. Look at me. Not as fit as I used to be. Saggy arms, massive thighs. Hardly looking my best. I've lost my dedication. Though I'm eating healthy. I thought the countryside would get me fit and healthy, lose a few pounds. Things never turn out how you expect them to. At seven, my dream was to sail around the world with all my friends eating prawns in every port. Now I'm living by myself in a caravan, drinking tea in a deck chair. That's what it's come to. People talk about you get it in job interviews where they ask you what you want to be in five years' time. I never did well with that question because what you want and what you can actually achieve are completely different. I would love to be living in a warmer climate, taking cruises to the Caribbean every few months.
But in order to do that, I would need money, a different way of working. You don't realise how important qualifications are until they're the only way you can prove yourself for a job. Then again, there are loads of people who study and train for years only to find that they hate the area they spent thousands of pounds to gain a place in. Most people find it difficult to go back to education when they're on a good wage. I've never really been one for education. I prefer life skills. I wish those kids good luck. They have still got time to learn. If only they could put out fires. Now that is a real skill. I grumble and moan putting the worlds to rights while I sip my cup of herbal tea. Fresh lemon, ginger and manuka honey because I can feel a cold starting. It's not so bad. I have dealt with my issues. I talk too much. Don't articulate what I mean. Hate doing the washing up and if it's raining I'll leave my clothes outside because I don't want to get the caravan wet. All in all I'm not that different from those women in hunter wellies. I have always had that image of living in the country, bringing up some kids. I don't want a dog too dependent but it'd be nice to have that idyllic country life. That's what I think about as I sit here clutching this cup of tea. The sun has risen. There is a chill in the air, but it's not that bad. I always think of fire as a rebirth. And now a drizzle of rain is starting to wash away that dark haze of the night before. <laughs> the sun pierces through the raindrops as they speed towards the ground. I've just got to work out whether I'm supposed to live somewhere so beautiful. Whether my kids will appreciate that curious smell of freshly cut grass or, or that rustle through the trees. Is it starting to fade for me? And now this rain's sure to create a damp, muddy trail as soon as I stand up. So calm and quiet. I love getting up for sunrise. But can I ever escape this nostalgia that trails me no matter where I run to? Will I be able to cope with this in 20 years time? Or look back on it with regret? Things are never as beautiful as they look from the outside. When you see a burning fire, should you stand back like I did and watch as the flames develop? Or should I have run straight into the madness? There's a decision to be made. And we have all got to face the real world at some point. Alexi was performed by Karma Roberts, directed by Tinica Craig for Pentapos Theatre Company's Young Writers Group.